Welcome to episode two, 1051 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Friday the 13th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this afternoon, or this morning, actually, for both of us. I don't know why I said afternoon, by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. You're just all over the place today. Almost said two-something, then I said almost afternoon. I guess I, I've been up for a little while, and it's bright out, but yeah, I'm on this new early bird schedule, Justin, and it's wild. It's, it sounds gross. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Gross. I'm, I'm going to have to be changing my schedule because I finally got the uh, time to head back to the office uh, from my I know you've been in job. there. You've been in there a bit recently. Um, did the watch party from there the other day. So, yeah. Jen had to go back in the office this week a couple of days. I think it's going to be more consistent for her, too. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, you know, we'll have to fun. talk about our recording schedule here. We might have to might have to do some of those early morning ones before All I right. get to work. So All right. Well, it's a good thing you've changed your schedule. Yeah, because that would be tough otherwise to stay in until 3, 4 every night. And you're like, hey, let's record at 8 Central. I'll be like, wait a minute. But now, could definitely do it. So, All right. Uh, well, since it's Friday the 13th, I just have to say, RotoWare coming through again. Un- like, they don't miss. Yeah. Kenny doesn't miss. He did Mason Voorhees. Yes. Your face mm-hmm. as the Jason mask. I mean, it's literally perfect. It's it's, it's amazing. Literal it's, perfection. Uh I I hope that my kids are grateful for the um amazing t-shirts they will inherit one day because I'm spending their college education money on Rotoware shirts, and the only thing they're going to have to hold on to while they're working their McDonald's job is these amazing T-shirts one day. So, Dude, that, yeah, you know what? They can sell them for an education. Mm-hmm. It'll be totally fine. Because yeah. they'll be worth, you know, I mean, they can go anywhere they want based on the money they make from selling the collection, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we, would we would think, think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I figure I've got at least a good twenty-five years left on this planet. So uh, by then, they will be antiques and collectors' items, right? I mean, I think so. And I mean, like, when I'm when I'm ready to go, as long as it's nothing sudden, like I'll just sign them. That'll add, that's got to add some value, right? Yeah, push it through the roof. Yeah, you push it think. through the roof. Um, yeah, but that the Mason Voorhees. I mean, again, he just doesn't miss. Whether mm-hmm. it's the, again, not an ad, but might as well be because we support them through and through. They are amazing. Uh, yep. Rotoware. The shirts they have, the MLB ones, the, the Justin Mason ones, it's great. I love that they have the MLB PA license now too. They can do so many fun, um, fun player specific ones. And there's just tons of great ones out there. So go over to rotoware.com, pick up a few shirts. They're worth it. They feel great, they're very comfortable. And uh, they got great designs. And if you this are true. around baseball fans, you will get comments like, that's a sick shirt. Where'd you get it? And then you'll be mm-hmm. like, Roto Wear. Anyway, we're talking pitchers today. If you listen to Tuesday's show, we talked about some hot streak hitters. And uh, we're going to do hot streak pitchers and see where we're at with these guys, right? These are guys that have uh, some pickup potential across different formats. We'll talk about their roster raid and, and, uh, whether or not we're in on them. You've picked up some of these guys in mm-hmm. certain leagues. You know, do we want to dip a, a league level lower and start getting these guys? So let's just start. Let's start with the Baltimore trio. Now, if at the beginning of the year, I had told you that on May May 13th, we would be talking about three strong pitchers for, for the Baltimore Orioles, what would you have done? Would you have like texted Jen and say, I think Paul's mental faculties have gone. Mm-hmm. Would you have just called nine one one directly? Like what? I think there been... definitely would have been an intervention. Something, um, right? Yeah. You know, your 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 behavior is affecting me in the following ways. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're saying Baltimore is gonna have good pitchers and we just we yeah. don't know that we can trust you with like a car yeah. or anything like that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's fair. However, if I'd been that person, I would have been right. They've got three guys right now that are absolutely cooking. And I know you picked up a couple of them um, in the main event this week. And in both main events, you were out there mm-hmm. getting these guys. But it's Kyle Bradish, Tyler Wells, and Bruce Zimmerman. That's kind of the order that I have them loosely in my head. So let's go through them. Let's start with Kyle Bradish. He had the big outing uh, to open the week, looking excellent against St. Louis. 
with 11 punchies. That was the real ticket there on Tuesday was seven innings, four hits, two runs, zero walks, 11 strikeouts. He had five strikeouts in his first 10 innings combined, did Kyle Bradish. Then he really got into it with the uh, fastball and the breaking ball, both working for the 11 strikeouts. We'd seen the swing and miss at the minors. We knew this was possible from Bradish, but seeing it in full scale against a quality Cardinals team was pretty nice. How are you feeling about Kyle Bradish after that big outing? He's got another one this weekend. Oh, no, actually, he misses Detroit, if I recall correctly. So it wasn't a two-step for him. Uh, but he does get a two-step next week. Yankees, Rays, both at home. Has Bradish done enough that you're still picking him up even for this week, uh, upcoming week, with, with a two-step? I mean, in 15-team leagues, yes, for sure. Anybody with a two-step is worth considering. I mean, obviously, you don't want to just blindly throw guys out for a two-step. And uh, the Yankees especially are a really, really tough matchup right now. Um, and the, the Rays can be. It's like they get no hit five times a year, even when they win the division. Mm-hmm. But when they're not getting no hit, they're usually pretty difficult. Um, Did you and, say it was at New York or is it at? Oh, both at home, both in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Um, so, because as we talked about, I think last episode, like Baltimore is a great place to pitch right now. With that park <laughs> move, it's been insane. So he's seventy. Bradish is seventy percent at the main, so he's not going to be that available. He will be scooped up in the remainder this week. What about in the twelve-team online championship where he's at two percent? So he's widely available. This he's going to be game. way more. It's going to be way more than that. How much more? Like how how much higher are you going? You think? I think he gets up over 50%, um, especially okay. after an 11-strikeout game. Um, my, my guess is he's probably the most added or one of the most added guys in, in yep. the online championship this week. We've got a two-start coming off an 11-strikeout performance. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's a tough call on whether or not you want to risk it, though, because like not said, easy. The Yankees are a juggernaut. Tampa Bay is, you know, still a very good offense, even though they're uh, they've been struggling kind of off and on this season. So, hmm, uh, I think I'd roll with them. I mean, I'm rolling with them in the main event. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I picked up Wells and Bradish in my other main event, the one you're not in, and then didn't get him in my lineup because of because the 9 a.m. start time. early game. Oh, yeah, um, and that is just a bonehead move that um, I've been kicking myself all week um, that I didn't get both of them in that lineup. Um, so, yeah, that hurts uh, quite a bit because that's a team that really could have used, especially the ratio help. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I think – you should consider him for 12 teamers, obviously 15 teamers. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, 15 get Bradish at hundred percent. They will be that's 30% left of the mains that Bradish can go in. But then the, the 12 teamers, I think you really start to look 10. You probably don't need him, um, but it's a two step and like a 10 team points league. I think I would take a shot here. Listen, when he first came up, Alex fast was really excited. Alex fast for pitcher mm-hmm. list, big Orioles guy. So he's keyed in on that. And I remember he posted a GIF, I think, of his first strikeout, and it was really nasty. And then when I saw that, that was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, he probably had like five or six strikeouts that game. So then I go look at the box score, and it was only two. And I was like, dang, that first, you know, obviously you can't take one strikeout and extrapolate, but I kind of did that mentally because it was so nasty. And then he only got three versus Minnesota. And I'm like, dang it, I like this guy, but Kyle Bradish is not bringing his minor league strikeout stuff with him. Well, he got it back all in one fell swoop, looking dominant against the cards. So I'm in here. This is a difficult two-step, but I'm going in eyes wide open, understanding that it is difficult. I might get hit up in that first one. I think he can handle Tampa Bay, and I'm willing to take this uh, as low as 10-team points leagues. 10-team ratios, like standard Roto, I don't know. It would really depend on what else is available. But uh, a, a points league, I'm going to go for the two-step with Kyle Bradish. What about yeah. – I'm sorry. Finish up. I was going to say, like, there is some risk here. Like, I mean, aside Definitely. from just the bad matchups, you know, in the ALEs, um, like, you know, he's he's had homer issues before. He's not a guy who always has great control, so he can tend to walk guys. He gives up a lot of zone contact. So, like, there is some real risk here. So, like, if you're especially against New York, yeah. So, if you're feel if you if you don't want to take risk, 
Um, especially like in, in a head to head league, I think I'd roll with it because you know, yeah. you lose the week, you lose the week, whatever, right? You just move on to the next week. But in Roto, like that, it could really sting if he gives up like four homers. Um, yes, an eight earned run outing yeah. could really blast your ERA and whip. Um, and, and you don't necessarily want to do that. I totally get that with Kyle Bradish. So, again, league context matters, mm-hmm. but I think 12s and above, I think he's definitely someone to go for, Kyle Bradish. You get lower than that, you start to consider based on team context and where you're at with things. What about Tyler Wells, who did get the two-step this week, so he's not going to be as appealing. However, if he puts up another gem this this time at Detroit this weekend, which is very likely, um, although the way baseball goes, the second you expect something, the opposite happens. So they're going to put up eight runs on him for no reason whatsoever. Uh, but he's been pretty good. He had a rough first outing against the Rays. One and two-thirds, four runs. And then since then, he's only given up six total runs in 22 and a third for uh, Tyler Wells. He, too, has some swing and miss from the minor leagues, but it also it, it hasn't gotten here yet, similar to what Bradish did until the 11 strikeout game. This Tigers outing could be where we finally see the 11% swinging strike rate from Kyle, Tyler Wells pan out. You bought Tyler Wells already, so I know you're mm-hmm. in on him, but what is your likelihood of keeping him after this week? Um, in the main, and are you picking him up in 12s? Um, I'm definitely going to be keeping him after this week in the main. In 15s, I think he should be rostered. Um, At 94%, so only one other main is two, maybe two mains at the max that he would even be available right now. Yeah. For Tyler and so, I, yeah, I, th- I think he is kind of a team streamer in 15s. I think that means he's probably just a regular streamer in 12, 10s and 12s. Yeah. Um, I like the skills um, and I can understand like if you see like, you know, I haven't looked at kind of his upcoming schedule and Hey, who, who do we project is like his next three stars next week. Yeah. I mean, I think he's kind of at home for, for Wells, you know, if he dominates the tigers, people are going to be interested in that. Um, They do have a lot of division coming up. They got the New York Tampa Bay week next week and then an at New York at Boston after that. So it's not easy coming up for these Baltimore. And he's Baltimore probably going to be. He's probably going to be at New York for if I'm thinking. One, two, is. three, four. Yep, the last start at New York. I don't know that I want that one. So, like, I I think he's probably usable for the Tampa Bay game. I'm he's hitting my reserve list. But then we reserve Tyler yeah. Wells. We're not cutting him. He is a team streamer. I agree. Um, because there In is twelves, I don't have a problem cutting him. No, standard streamer there, team streamer in yeah. 15s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at with Tyler Wells as well. I would pick him up this week if I need a streamer, and he I would put him on my list. You know, it depends who else is available. He's not necessarily the top guy in a 12-teamer, but um, I'm definitely looking at, at Tyler Wells this week, and I'm saying, okay, I can get him for this week in a 12 and then cut. You know, somebody like a Reed Detmers is at 61% in the uh, – oh, It won't be – he won't be anymore after throwing Obviously. a no-hitter. Um, Who do you like better between those two in, in in a 12, like picking up for just this upcoming week, Reed Detmers or Kyle Wells? Who's Detmers, Kyle Wells. Detmers has at Texas. Yeah, I'm taking Detmers. Um, yeah, I but I'm also, I'm also going to sell high a little bit on Detmers. Like, I'm not... It wasn't that dominant of an... Like, it was a good no-hitter. I don't want to shade a no-hitter, but yeah. it wasn't like... It wasn't the coming out party that I think it's being treated as just because it's not like we saw a bunch of K's and I'm still no. waiting for some for some strikeout potential to come. Yeah, through. it was um, it was a pretty uninspiring outing, um, to be honest. Like he, he, he got away with, you know, made some mistakes and got away with them, but he and gave up like got a lot of weak contact and which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Got out of innings very quickly, which is also beneficial when you're, you know, a young pitcher trying to throw a no hitter. But like, I could also see like Texas just wallop him. And like, I, anytime one of these unproven guys throws a no hitter, like the first thing I do is try to sell them. Like, oh, it's yeah. totally transparent. Everybody well, sure. knows what I'm trying to do. But sure. Reed Detmer is one of those guys that like had a lot of helium coming into drafts um, in, in March. And, um, there are a lot of a lot of smart people in the industry who were on him, and some uh, dumb ones like me. Well, no, I mean you know he's been I just, fine. I um, no, I, I yeah, I'm not upset. Like everything that that he's been doing for Reed Detmers, 
Um, it, I'm not particularly surprised by it. Like the fact that he hasn't yeah. outside of the no hitter, he hasn't been great. I knew there was risk, but the upside was, was rich enough for me to take the yeah. shot. I haven't seen, you know, what his swing, swing is, you know, what his swing strike rate is right now. I'm going to guess like 6%. It's eight. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's so not that Devers is still figuring it out. And by the way, he's not on our list. That was just a little tangent on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's, he's figuring out, he's going to be a huge pickup this week. I would not pick him up this week. Um, at an exorbitant price off of the no-no, though. He does get Texas twice in a row, but the price is going to be through the roof. So I'm inclined it's going to be insane. Not, yeah, so I'm inclined to not get him. I might almost prefer this next guy, the last of our Baltimore trio, Bruce Zimmerman, who's kind of on his, uh, uh, you know, soft tosser Paul Blackburn type of deal here, although he throws even softer. But from the left side, Bruce Zimmerman has been awesome this year, weirdly enough. Um, I don't know who predicted that, but over the last two weeks, 327 ERA, 1.0 whip uh, for the full season, 267, 119. That ERA is obviously going up, but he has a 24% K rate, 12% swinging strikes. So he's, he has the swinging strikes to earn this walk uh, strikeout rate. Zimmerman does. He doesn't walk guys, never really has in the majors or minor. Well, a few spots in the minors, actually small, small samples, but he's a career six. 7% walk rate in the majors, Bruce Zimmerman. Um, the home run suppression has been huge this year. That's been the key difference, but it's with a 3% homer to fly ball. So I'm a little bit suspect of it. That home ballpark doing a lot of work for Bruce Zimmerman. Is he somebody you're, you're going after or have picked up at any point already this year? Because he's been awesome throughout the entire season, but still widely available. How do you feel about lefty Bruce Zimmerman? Ooh. This is a tough one because, like, depending on what metrics you use, like, you can back up any thought process here. Yeah. It gives up a lot of his own contact. But it, it's it been a lot of soft zone contact or medium zone con- or zone contact. The problem is when he does give up a hit, it's hard. Like, he give like, it's, it, it's interesting because, yeah. like, you look at, like, you look at the hard percentage on fan graphs and it's like 23%. Like that's great. And then you look at the hard hit percentage over on Statcast and it's like 43%. That's not good. Mm-hmm. So like when he when guys make good contact, it can be pretty hard and I do think as things warm up, uh we may start seeing um some more homers, but expected home runs by park, he's given up one home run this year. Every single park is one home run. Okay. So all of his, you know, batted balls. It's not just. It's not Camden. It, this is him. Um, okay. You know, but it is also 3%, and, you know, 3% homer to fly ball, and he's a fly ball guy. So what do we think about that with Bruce Zimmerman? Um, I mean, he's not been as big of a fly ball guy. I mean, it's 30%, 36%. Like, that's. That's palatable. Like that's pretty decent for a guy like Bruce Zimmerman. He's, um, you know, doing a pretty good job of keeping those uh, those balls kind of level and not as you know high in the air. Doing getting a lot of line drives. Uh, are you are you worried that the three percent homer to fly ball will regress closer toward the 20 percent of his of his career coming into this year? Um, or is well, he? No, his, I mean, twenty percent was last year. His sixteen percent is his career. Um, well, that includes this year, though. Oh, so oh I'm saying true. coming yeah. into this year, it was twenty percent, okay. and he has lowered. That shows you how small the samples are, though. That thirty innings this year has lowered it down to fifteen percent because Bruce Zimmerman hasn't been in the league that long. He wasn't a big homer guy in the minors. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think maybe. I think there maybe might is an anomaly. Um, Maybe last year was the anomaly. Perhaps. I, th- I think that's at least possible. Now, soft toss and lefty doesn't really inspire a bunch of people, but the skills are there. 18% mm-hmm. strikeout minus walk rate is is useful. The new park is nice. Bruce Zimmerman already rostered in 15s because he's been doing this all year, like I said. So we're looking really 10s and 12s for Bruce Zimmerman. He's got, he's got the Yankees at home next week and then the Yankees on the road. I think I think they could regress the home run rate single handed yeah. next two starts. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the way Stanton and Judge, especially, are swinging the bat right now, um, I probably would not start him there. But I think he's a team streamer in twelve. Okay, so yeah. you would still pick him up in the twelve where he's available. 
because um I think he I think worth having. Yeah, I think he his skills are good enough. Um I think they're better than Wells and Prodigy. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I disagree there. That's an interesting. Or not, not, not better, not better. Um, less volatile. Okay. You think he kind of is what he is. So, so let's do this. All three guys. First rank them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, what are their ERAs from here forward? Not, not what is their final ERA ooh. from here forward? What do you think? Okay. Just do ERA. Um, Zimmerman, I'm going to go first. Wells, second. Bradish third. Okay. Brad, or no, actually, I think you know what? They're all really close. They're, they're hard. I agree. I, and that's why I was like, you do it first. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. Zimmerman, Bradish, Wells. Um, Bradish, Wells, Zimmerman. But I don't I don't think you're crazy for having Zimmerman up. Like, it's one of those things, but I, that is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, so, what are their ERAs the rest of the way? Bradish. Uh, Bradish, 425. Okay. Zim. Three seven five. And then Wells. Um I think four 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 flat. Okay. So I think he's that, got a better ERA, but I don't think Wells is strike like Wells showed some real strikeout stuff in the minor leagues. We have not seen that yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I'm hoping to see that come forward. And like I said, I think it could start this weekend against mm-hmm. my sweet, sweet Tigers. They're so awesome at hitting. Wow. I hope so it good. does. But like, the, I, I kind of hope it does too. Cause I got Tower Wells on some teams. And at this <laughs> point, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of my Tigers. You know, everyone, everyone roasting the Reds and, and sure they deserve it. Especially what the owner's son said on opening day, F them for sure. But Tigers are worse because their expectations were higher and they're about the same record so i think when you compare the two tigers are actually a, a good bit worse and it's mm-hmm. it's awful it's awful anyway end that rant um let's move on outside of baltimore bradish wells zimmerman we like them dane dunning the texas product uh by way of the white Sox, by way of the nats yeah, he's yeah. His third team already but he's dialing in man i like this guy i liked him when he was with the white Sox. they moved him um, in that deal, what was that deal again? I can't think of it. Uh, the Lance Lynn deal. The Lance Lynn deal, yes. Yep. Duh. Uh, and so he's been traded for Giolito and Lynn. So, like, that for me. No, no, he was traded with Giolito. Or with Giolito, that's right. In, in the Giolito deal with, for Adam Eaton, who mm-hmm. was is a good player. So Eaton and Lynn are the two guys you're traded for. Like, that's some juice. And now I know mm-hmm. he was a secondary piece in the Giolito deal. But just in the Lynn deal, it's like, that's, that's good uh, when you're traded for quality players. Now. He couldn't quite get going last year. 451-144 ERA whip combo. He had bouts of usefulness, but overall, that's pretty bad. This year, though, 338-122 so far with solid skills. And of late, he's really dominant. Uh, the last two weeks, 132 ERA, 0.66 whip. Now, this is going to be two, three starts for most of the guys. I understand that, but we are looking at hot streaks. So it is going to be smaller samples. Is Dane Dunning back on your radar in any capacity, or what has he always been? Where, where are you at on Dane Dunning, I guess, is he, the better question. He's always been. I've been a big Dunning guy. I've got him a lot of DCs. Uh, unfortunately, don't Great have DC many. Type. Yeah, don't have him in a ton of uh, uh, fab leagues this year. But um, one of the things I was really kind of watching early on in the season with Dunning was – his usage because what we saw last year was a lot of starts where he was pulled after three or four innings. Um, they were really, really careful with him uh, coming off of the 2020 season. Uh, they are letting him go deeper. Last two starts, he's gone seven and two thirds and six innings, being great in both of those against really good lineups, Atlanta and at New York. Um, I don't think there's a massive upside. Like, I think this, I don't think he's ever like going to be like an SP one or two. Yeah. Because Dunning doesn't get a ton of K's. Yeah. But this is a guy that I think could be Kyle Gibson esque. Yes. Like, he's exactly who I think of. Yeah. Like a guy who, you know, once he is going five and six innings regularly, uh, that he's going to rack up strikeouts just over the long term. It's never going to be a strike on any kind of guy, but um, he limits damage. He's done a really good job of keeping all, uh, men off the of base via the free pass. Like, yeah, it's a great park. 
um, a pretty decent division to pitch in. Yeah, I, I like I like Dame Dunning. I think he's kind of an unsexy glue guy for your rotation. I, I completely agree there. I'm not just going to repeat everything you said so we can uh, carry forward. I'll, I'll let you know who he's going to go up against. But, yeah, Kyle Gibson was the name I thought of, and I know we meme on Kyle Gibson a lot, mm-hmm. but he's a useful fantasy guy, and when he spikes up – he can be very useful and kind of an all-formats guy. Kyle Gibson's playing like an all-formats guy right now. Dane Dunning can have bouts of that kind of usefulness. I totally agree with that. Um, his future docket is the Angels next week at home and then the Angels on the road the following week. So he gets like arguably the best offensive baseball twice. Is it worth picking up? And does he have team streamer viability if you do pick Dane Dunning up? What do you think? I think he is worth picking up i don't know that i would want to throw him on the road uh so maybe do the home start that's Um, next week's and then the week after you bench dunning probably second time getting to see him it's a much better ballpark in terms of power yeah that's that's a really tough lineup like oh my god you want to be very careful with these they're quietly a monster team right now and um ward has set out a couple games and it hasn't slowed them down at all and Mm -hmm. by the way for dunning we're talking 12 teamers because he's 98 percent at the nfbc yeah so we're talking 10s and 12s here i'm okay streaming it next week if you want um against the angels at home because it's at home but and he has like you said done well against good teams the last three houston atlanta the yankees in new york and that's when he's put up these three starts of high quality work uh with a 186 era and 19 in the third inning 17 punchies but after that i'd probably bench him if you treat him as a standard streamer in like a 10 and you use him this week and then not next week at the at the angels i totally get that too mm-hmm. i think i think that's okay uh with dane dunning be careful even with this angel start though let's be honest they are uh they are terrifying yeah, speaking yeah. of a guy who has had a uh, uh, Cal Gibson-esque figure at times, but too volatile for me, man. People have fallen for him a million times. Are you in on the Nick Pavetta thing? Uh, He's spiking again, 261 ERA, 106 whip in his last two starts, but that only got his his season numbers down to 608 and 161. But he's getting juice again, so I'm bringing him up because of that. I think you can tell by the way I'm talking about it. I'm not back in. Um, I, I used to be in on, on Nick Pavetta many moons ago, but I'm, I'm clean. I'm clean and sober off of Nick Pavetta. He's got Houston next week at the White Sox after that, as if I needed any more reason not to go for him. But I'll hear you out. What do you think about Nick Pavetta and his 24% strikeout rate, 11% walk rate? Um, is that enough to buy this year? Charlie Brown kicking the football. <laughs> you are ready to do it, aren't you? I, I did By pick way, him up through this 12, week. Yeah, you picked him up in Maine. He got picked up in a bunch of Mains. Mm-hmm. He's up to 100% there. So, again, we're talking 12s and lower for the most part with Pavetta, right? Does now. he start today? Like, this could end up really, really badly just today, I think, right? Um, so... I got you while you're talking. Uh, yes, he. Oh, he goes against Dane Dunning. Yeah, so these two are going to do battle today in um, Texas. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be watching this one. So um, me too. Uh, what, what time is that game at? That'll be at seven Central, so mm. five your time. Okay. So I was hoping he's driving home from work or, or something. No, no. I mean, I'm at. I'm, I'm working from home today, so I'll just throw it on TV. But yeah, I mean. I think what what is Nick uh, Nick Pollock or our buddy over at Pitcherless calls him like a cherry bomb, right? He, he's yeah. a guy like who could sometimes like, sweet but blows up in your face a lot. Yeah, and that's who Nick Pavetta is. Like you know, um, yes, he's looked better in his last three starts, um, but at the same time, like he still puts the ball in the air way too much. Doesn't put the ball on the ground. Um, you, you're going to get strikeouts, but you could give up. He could give up two home runs. Uh, and so I think he is uh, a kind of a prototypical team streamer in in 15s and an actual streamer in 10s and 12s. You're, you're just looking to steal some Ks um, and hoping for the best uh, because he like I, I don't I don't this isn't like a matter of like oh he's finally putting it together. This is Mm-mm. this is no this is this is who he is. Um, and you're gonna take. That's- 
the good with the bad, and you're you're kind of playing Russian roulette every time you throw them into but the lineup. Five bullets in instead of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five of six Ab- in there. Absolutely. So, and that's that's the best I can I'm, come up with. On I'm rolling with it today in a couple leagues yeah, against Texas. Um, I'm okay with it at Texas. Sure, if you want to mm-hmm. stream it. But uh, beyond that, I mean, with the who did I say Houston and then the White Sox? Yeah. No, uh, I, the White Sox maybe. The They're White not Sox, as strong right now. Yeah, right? I understand that. They're I missing Vaughn. They're missing Eloy. Eloy. Um. You know, I'm I'm okay rolling him against the White Sox, but there's be, no be way careful. I'm be careful. That's still there's that's no still way I'm rolling him, him against Houston. I I just had Josh yeah. Winder get rocked. Yeah. Season. So okay, quick aside on him now. Mm-hmm. Um, you you picked him up. You knew with Houston it wasn't going to be easy. Um, does that start uh, take you off of him at all, or you just eat it and you keep going? You bought for the long term with Winder. Like, what, where do you come out on that after the rough start against Houston? Because that would have been sick if he could have handled a really difficult opponent. I, to be honest, I haven't watched the start yet. Um, so, so I don't know uh, exactly how it went. I'm going to go and sit down. The The big thing for me is the three walks in three and a third. Um, you yeah, know, I think that's a symptom of Houston because they got, mm-hmm. they got five off Joe Ryan. And like Joe mm-hmm. Ryan has spiked two ugly walk games, his opener where he walked uh, four. And then this one against Houston where he walked five, he has three walks in uh, four starts combined beyond that. So I think part of that is Houston. They can get either the guys who don't walk people. Yeah. They lost Correa and Springer and they still have just an unreal lineup. Um, By the know. way, did you see that Paddock went to the 60 day? Yeah. They last night or yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that! I mean, he's that, done. That's brutal. I he's done. No, he's, he's done for the year. No, no, but I mean, they haven't announced that, but he is. But you I, think he is? Okay. This is this I, is the John Means situation where they're like, hey, but like they they um, I wrote and wrote a write up a few days ago, like that um, they are talking over all the options, including surgery. When surgery is on the table, like it doesn't like okay. that's. He's yeah. I mean, he. You should, that he sucks, should. man. He, it really I was, sucks. You know, I, I was a hundred percent out on him in the, in the draft season, and it was just like you know, two pitch guy, homer prone. I don't care. And then he got traded to Minnesota. I still didn't get moved by that. But then I started watching him, and then I, he had an interview during the Tigers series, and I was watching the other broadcast, the the Twins one, and I was really impressed with him talking about his third pitch and how much he needs it, mm-hmm. and how well it was working, and I really came around like, okay, I'm pulling for him now. I don't have him anywhere, yeah. but I'm pulling I, for him. I did. He freaking gets hurt, dude. That sucks, dude. Yeah, I, it's kind. I just of, hate that. It's a huge bummer, but yeah, I mean, I think he's droppable. I think so too. You can drop that every everywhere. Moment, yeah. This is why, though. The phrase draft skills, not roles is important because so many people were finding ways to not go for winder because he was blocked off, blocked yeah. off, quote unquote. And even before this paddock injury, though, he really wasn't because uh, with Ober out and uh, Bundy was on the COVID, which I know can be in garbage and also very bad in his last two starts. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love him as a person, I didn't think Chris Archer was going to keep winder out. If push came to shove, they could push Archer's three, four inning outings to relief and keep Winder going. So that's why I liked him. You went in big dog. You put it on the table and said, here it is, 176. Um, and so my, my piddly little 60-something, 70-something bids weren't doing anything. But I didn't want to just go away from him because of playing time. Winder, when you see a guy like that pitching that well, just go for the go for the skills. And, mm-hmm. and just kind of see what happens. It, it, I didn't think they had enough starters to leave him out. There was just no way. And now with the paddock, well, especially because I mean, like you can use the same kind of uh, process when you're looking at the other guys in the ro- some of the other guys in the rotation. You looked at like Bundy, and you know the results early were like, hey, maybe Bundy's back. But like if you looked under the hood at all on Bundy, it was it was it was, it was nightmare waiting to happen. Like yep. it was. Um, is very Nick Pavetta esque to bring around full circle. Um, exactly, exactly. And so you have to be careful uh, with doing that. And if again, if that was your main reason, that was rough. If you mm-hmm. if you went off of Winder because of the playing time, um, if you didn't like him that much, okay, fine. Or you were scared about Houston, I can understand that. But if playing time was your reason, 
you got burned there. You say Kikuchi, a fantasy darling for the last several years, at least in spring training every year when he's coming out throwing 98, and everyone's like, this is the year. And, uh, you know, okay, now he's with Toronto. This is the year. And we've talked about it before, but I'll mention it one more time. The schedule of death that this guy's been through. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know who he pissed off in the schedule-making office, but he did something wrong because they dropped at New York, at Boston, at Houston, home to Houston, home to New York, at New York again for his first six. What the hell is that, Justin? The fact that he's even come out of it with his last two against New York, 14 strikeouts, 238 ERA, and nine base runners in 11 in the third, that's huge. And now – finally the schedule starts to soften a bit for him um, just because by comparison, how could it not? It's not even that Seattle is necessarily easy, but a Seattle Cincinnati home two-step next week is setting up brilliantly for Kikuchi. Where are you getting him? And what are your thoughts on Kikuchi? Oh, I, is this another Charlie Brown situation? Cause I've been a big Kikuchi guy in the past and this, I don't know, but this feels Mm, he gives he up a lot me. of hard contact. I a lot of it's on the ground, which is great. In Though, fairness, I haven't been in on Kikuchi, so I am more like speak, you know, kind of speaking for the pro Kikuchi folks, even though I myself have not been massively in on him. It, I think they see the stuff, they see the strikeout potential, and now they see back-to-back -back good starts against the amazing Yankees, and they're going to start to feel justified. Yeah, I'm and a two-step coming up. I'm not super enthused yet. Like okay. it's the slider isn't been great performance-wise. How good is your slider? You you throwing from My, glass house over here? Yeah, no, but I I throw three different types of changeup. That's I I I really appreciate that you've really honed your craft on the changeup. Oh, and That's I just brought up I just brought up his Statcast page. It is blue. Oof. Well, I mean, uh -huh. okay. So, how much of that was the schedule, though? Uh -huh. He gave up four homers in his first four games, which is a or six game. Well, actually, it was his first five that he gave up the four homers. It's a one-four homer nine. Um, but despite this brutal schedule, it's still just a six-nine hits per nine. Like, yeah. I'm not even bringing that up to make the the nice joke. Like that's 20 hits and 26 innings against that schedule is pretty good, but the walks have been a problem. So I wonder if he's pitched a little bit scared, where he's like, I, I have to avoid the zone here against these teams. I don't know. I'm not a huge Kikuchi guy either. So maybe I'm not making a great case for him. I'm not. I'm yeah, not no. Into it, but and maybe I've been burned too many times. I'd go past. for the two step next week. I'm down who'd, to who'd you say, who'd you say the two step was? Seattle and Cincy both at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're 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 you've got I mean, if you can't start him there, you can't start him anywhere. Like in, correct. And so, that's kind of my point. So I think this week Kikuchi is a worthy pickup. From there, it's kind of a TBD. It looks like he sets up for at the Angels the week after that. At the very least, I'm reserving him and yeah. I might outright cut him, Kikuchi. Would you rather start Kikuchi for these two steps or the Baltimore guys for the one step against New York? Because I think I'm going the two step pretty. I, I, I got I got to go the two step. Two two step against Cincinnati and Seattle. Like those are teams that are like kind of nightmares in terms of. Yeah, it's like right Cincinnati. Now. I know they're starting to get their bats going a bit because they will regress, but a lot of that's been at home too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Toronto is a more neutral park with their humidor. It's yep. not a terrifying park. So no, I'll go for Kikuchi. Kind of this a pitcher's week. park. Yeah, it really has. I go for Kikuchi this week, but I think I'm standard streamer with him right now where I'm going to cut him after this week. Yeah, I feel like he's Unless one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of just ride the, ride the streak right now. And first sign of trouble, you're ready to just dump. But so far, the results have been pretty good in spite All of that awful yep. schedule. Yeah. What about Jake Odorizzi, a guy I've loved in the past? I actually drafted him in our main. He was the fifth starter. He didn't get off to a good start, so I cut him. I don't really regret it, even though he's been excellent over his last three. Um, he has a .51 ERA, just one earned run in 17 innings, with a microscopic .55, or excuse me, .57 whip. But only 12 strikeouts, four walks in that time. At Texas, home to Seattle, home to Detroit, and you're still only getting 
uh, 12 strikeouts. Uh, that that really speaks to where Odorizzi's at right now, and I think he's just kind of leveraging a a an easy schedule. So despite being a, a chief member of the fan club of Jake Odorizzi, I'm still not that enamored with this. At Boston, home to Texas next week, is Odorizzi somebody to pick up? Mm, yeah, I think so. Just because that offense behind him like is a – is a really good way to get a cheap win. True. Um, and Texas isn't a team I'm, you know, worried about at all. And Boston is not as they've been bad, but they're, they're not scary. Yeah, I think they're going to get better. Like the, there's too much talent on that team, but while yeah. they're still struggling a little bit, like I'm okay rolling guys out there. So yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I would. I think I, um, I think I'd take the shot. Did he get? Push because I thought he was supposed to start this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, I, think, I think Javier is coming in back into the rotation. Yeah, his last start was the eighth, so he would have been set up for this weekend. You're right. Um, yeah, because I had him. I had him scheduled for Saturday. I guess he's not. All right. Well, I'll have to change that in the road uh, right up because yeah. he was my he was my streaming pick on Saturday. Oh, so. at Washington, that would have been nice. Yeah, he did get pushed back. Javier, it's gonna be Valdez. Javier Verlander this weekend at Washington. And then he opens, Odorizzi opens the series at Boston. Now, Odorizzi, um, as far as as far as league pickup, he is 21% in 12 teamers. He's probably going to be available in a decent number of 15s as well. Let me see. Main event. No, never mind. He's 100 percent So yeah, we're talking 12s with Odorizzi. Are, are you still in to maybe pick this two-step up for 12 teamer? I think so. Um okay. I can understand people not wanting to do it because you're not necessarily getting a ton of strikeouts right now from him. And so you're really win hunting and that can yeah. be a little bit scary, especially with a team like Boston. I think, I think it's because of the at Texas that I'm willing to take the shot on it. Yeah. And hopefully we start to see some strikeouts come through with Odorizzi. His strikeout swinging strike rate is not up mm-hmm. so there's no real reason to believe they will but maybe he can start to miss a few more bats yeah um, but it's, it's i mean, much rather go with a kikuchi yeah one. i think everybody on this list i would have ahead of him right now so far i think so i think and then we got two more guys here we'll, we'll decide talking about charlie yeah. brown and kicking the football <laughs> no way freaking velasquez no i'm not falling for this this is he, no way <laughs> It, Vince Velasquez is, I mean, just, um, uh, I was going to say American League. No, no, no. He's just White Sox, uh, Nick Pavetta, because they're both in the same league now. I was going to say he's American League, Nick Pavetta, but they're both, they're, they're both Sox, uh, red and white, but they're one and the same. I can't do it. Now, this is a guy. I said I've been a big Odorizzi fan in the past. I've been a huge Vince Velasquez fan, so I'm intimately familiar with just how bad he is. <laughs> and I want to believe it, but I've shown amazing restraint. I haven't picked him up anywhere, and I'm going to continue to not do that. Um, I still need to see more. A, a big start against te- the Yankees tonight, I, I will admit, would start to push me toward Vince Velasquez, but he does have a 397 ERA, 137 whip on the season. In the last two weeks, it's at 084 for both the ERA and whip, but only a 20% strikeout rate in that time, only 21% on the season. We've been around the block here before. He usually gives up too many homers. Uh, he's a fly ball guy as well. This could all regress tonight against the Yankees and be moot, but I, I heard what you said at the outset here but where do you stand on Vince Velasquez? I haven't done my DFS lineup for tonight's uh, DFS thing. You can find the link in the Roto write-up if you want to join us uh, tonight, but I'm stacking Yankees. I just like, I can promise you, like I am stacking Yankees right here. He has got a 560 XERA. Uh, And, you know, like he's given up like 47% fly balls, a 45% hard uh, hit percentage, like this is going to come crashing down and quickly Hard. tonight. I'm predicting tonight it's coming down. Um, so uh, yeah, if you if you streamed him and you can get him out of your lineup, I absolutely would get him out of my lineup. Um, and if you didn't, uh, or if you streamed him and you can't get him out of your lineup because lineup's locked for the week, 
uh, I am praying for you. Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I yeah. mean, maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe there's something here. I don't think there is. Um, and I refuse to do a deeper dive and get sucked in. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to accidentally find yeah. something. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, oh, look, his thirteen percent swing and strike rate, and like you know, he's eighty-two percent zone contact is below league average. Like, oh, let's get sucked in, and then all of a sudden, eighteen runs get put on me tonight. Um, exactly. That's that's no. the scary part, and that's the concern um, with somebody like uh, Vince Velasquez. And again. Yeah, you heard how we felt about Pavetta. I'm, I'm kind of. They really are like kind of right there where they can tantalize at times because they do have swing and miss capability, but it's always, it's always coming back to get you. It's mm -hmm. always coming back to get you. And I like Vince Velasquez. I root from him, but from the sidelines, I'm not picking him up. Yeah, no way. And this, that is a 15 team pickup, by the way. He's 17 percent at the main. I don't care. The deeper league does not change it. The only thing that could change it tonight would be like a 10 strikeout game. I would need to see some like even that signature no. standout performance. No, I'm just not gonna. I understand if that wouldn't even move the needle for you, but I am. Uh, he I'm could sorry. throw a perfect game tonight against the Yankees, Stop. and I'm not. Well, going the only reason that wouldn't move me that much is because the price would go through the roof. Yeah. So, I just, uh, but I would be, I would be impressed by that. All right. Our last guy here, <laughs> JT Brubaker. He's kind of a, a, a sharps play. You know, when people are turning over every rock in deep leagues, you start to look at the teams that nobody's looking at like Pittsburgh and Brubaker has been somebody who has had some interesting bouts of usefulness, but still at the end of the year, last year it was a 536 ERA and a 130 whip this year. It's 534, 139, but of late, he is pitching pretty well. He has an 18% strikeout minus walk rate, which is quite good. Only a 420 ERA, but a 113 whip. Is Brubaker putting anything together that uh, is piquing your interest in deep formats? Or was it just that he got to face Cincinnati twice in a row? Yeah, it feels like a got to face Cincinnati twice in a row kind of thing here. Um, I What if I told you he's got a 391 ERA and 26 strikeouts and 23 innings over his last five starts and that the eight runs in seven in the third from his first two starts are doing a lot of the negative work on his ERA? Would that move you at all? No. Okay. I, 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 I understand. I mean, we are talking deeper leagues here with Brubaker for sure. Not. I feel like he's one of these guys too. Like he, he gets help. He definitely gets helped out by the park. So like he's a – Streamer when you've got a good matchup at home, home streamer, um, yeah. But you you look at like his XERA by park, or sorry, his X home runs by park, um, and he'd be giving up like close to double home runs if he wasn't pitching in PNC. Yeah, um, you know, he gives a lot of hard contact, a lot of zone contact, a lot of you know contact in the air. Um, those are just not combinations I really love. Um, so crazy, crazy! I know that you don't love that. Yeah, it's great that he pitches in a good ballpark. Yeah, um, I think he's being helped out by the humidors in in the ball um, this year. But I can also see like long term, like these things. You know, things start to heat up. He's not pitching in Pittsburgh every start. 2.0 homer nine for Brubaker last year. And, you know, the X homer thing that you use is not like perfect, but when it's double mm -hmm. at other parks, I think that's at least telling you something about how he's surviving at home. His homer to fly ball rate is down to 10%. Um, and he's a career 18% for Brubaker. So I'm inclined to think that it pushes back toward that, that, uh, career mark uh, yeah. just because of the, the way he pitches and the fly ball tendency that he has this year is not helping Brubaker. He goes to the Cubs next week. Does that, uh, does that do anything for you? That's, I mean, the Cubs aren't like a super scary offense. Um, and they do tend, I feel like they tend to strike out a lot. They do. Uh, um, what if the wind's blown out at Wrigley though? Oh, I guess that's, you can't know that before you pick them up. You know, yeah, know. Ooh. better get your meteorology hat on and <laughs> start looking up some long-term forecasts for Chicago. That, that would be my major concern. Um, they do have the seventh highest strikeout rate in the league this year. 
I and... think I might roll with that one. Um, but knowing that it could actually bite me in the butt pretty hard. I prefer to use them in a DFS or a daily moves lineup when I can see the weather, honestly. Um, exactly. Exactly. But if bigger, it, in a weekly, I can understand it. Tens and twelves, no. Do not, I'm probably no, he, he is um, fifteen viable because we are talking sixty eight percent of the main event. So a decent number of main events where Brubaker is available mm-hmm. and will be picked up or at least considered this week. Let me ask you this: Any of these guys, or is George Kirby above all these guys? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. That's, that's not it. not particularly close. Okay. Um, I am. I mean, obviously, in a lot of leagues, George Kirby's already been picked up. Um, in, in the NFBC league. Yeah, because he wasn't available because uh, he wasn't in the system yet. Unless um, he was drafted, which there was, was one drafted. league for both him and Alec Thomas. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, there was one main for each of them. That and they, they were, were dropped? In. Yes, yeah, because oh. they were probably dropped weeks upon weeks ago. Let me tell you what the what that Kirby price was. You go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to find that Kirby. Um. I, I mean, I think you have to go two bills on him this week. Uh, I Kirby has fantastic command and control, um, and I think good enough stuff. I know there's been some pushback on like, like how hard his fastball can get hit, um, but I, I think his command and control. He's like the opposite of, of Matt Brash in some regards. Um, I think right. those. I think those will overcome the day, especially pitching in Seattle in that park. Um, and I think he is going to be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year in the American League. Yeah, I love Kirby. Do you want to guess how much he went for in that one league? I will tell you two hundred and seventy-seven dollars. And you have greatly underestimated it. Four ten. Holy! I will not be doing that. Four ten with um, a one eighty-nine backup. I'm telling you, if he. If he beasts, um, wait, does he pitch this week? Today? today? I thought it was tomorrow. today too, but it's not. I thought it was today. I think he did he get moved back a day or was it always the weekend? It's Saturday. Uh, they have a six man. That's why. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, it's Gonzalez, Kirby, Ray. So if he beasts at City on Saturday, Ooh, I, I really want to watch that. That's going to be versus the Mets lineup right now. That's going to be a lot of fun. If he um, if he pops off, it's going to be four hundred to get in the door in most leagues. To get in the door, well, yeah, I mean, there's no way I'm doing that. Um, no, no, I'm not either. But I'm telling you, if he kills, if George Kirby pops off at uh, City Field for a second straight big start, it's four hundred just to get in the door. I think. And I, and I understand that. Like I mean, like I said, I just said I think he is going to be. I think he's, he's going to be rookie in the rookie of the year conversation in the American exactly. League. Um, so like I probably should be willing to do that if I believe that I'm not going to, especially because I mean my main event I, I don't know though five hundred dollars left. So like yeah, um, even if you believe that like four hundred bucks, I think just hamstrings you so much. It, it's just so difficult. And man. there's oh there is a legitimate chance he Matt brashes it and like ends up back in the minor leagues and it's just like the Josh Lowe thing. Where you spent, you know, a huge portion of your fab now that on a guy that you're going to have to drop. Um, I just don't like investing that much into an unproven commodity. I'd much rather. What about like scale it out? Four innings, three runs, five strikeouts, like a mediocre outing. With I still think he's going to go three hundred bucks. I think in some leagues, but I think the entry price will be more in like the high one hundreds at that point. I think that'll be going to be super interesting. I mean, wild. I'm I'm gonna put on some some pretty hefty bids in my leagues, but I'm not going to go 400 bucks. I can promise you that. Oh, shot. Um, and Al Thomas, do you want to guess what he went? Because he was also available in just one league that he was 180. Oh, you're very close there. 144. Yeah, that makes sense. I like Alec Thomas a lot. I love uh, Alec Thomas, man. Yeah, because I, I and I think he's got a really, really good opportunity to keep this job all year. There's no reason for them to bring him up and not just let him, you know, play at the major league level. I, you know, I love these well, guys who come up who have power, speed, and a hit tool. It is a little, it is a little congested when. By the way, he was my um, NL Rookie of the Year pick, so I'm very excited. Oh. 
about really? over Seiya Suzuka? Is Suzuki? Yeah. Why oh. do I pick with why pick with the pack? That's boring. Oh. Find something original. I like to go out a little, you know, I want plausible. I don't want to just pick like I'm not gonna pick Cal Bradish for my AL Cy Young or something, but you know, I like to have something that's a little bit of veering off off the beaten path there. And yeah, hey, say Suzuki's come back to the pack a little bit. They figured him out. He's mm-hmm. been swinging out of the zone a ton. Anyway, question though about Al Thomas is when Carson Kelly comes back, he's gonna be gone for four to six weeks at least. I, I, yeah, we get a good runway here. And if Thomas isn't performing, it won't matter. But if he is performing, Seth Beer done. You think? Yeah, Seth, I mean they—they they could all sit. Do they I think him? no, they're not going to designate Seth Beer because the outfield when Kelly comes back is Varsho, Smith, Peralta. You got Christian Walker at first. You got Beer at DH. Where's Thomas go? Thomas I mean, goes in a corner, or no? Thomas goes in center. Varsho in a corner. Smith at first. Walker at DH. Beer out. It depends on, I think, where the Diamondbacks are in the division. Like right now, the Diamondbacks are above 500. Like that. I know they've been, they've been playing pretty well. Uh, every team in the West I is know. above 500. Over That's 500. crazy. Um, so I think it depends on, like, if they keep up this, you know, streak, like, hey, then there is a chance if Thomas isn't hitting, he goes down. Um, I, mean, I agree like, with that. But um, if he but is, if, what happens, it, do you think? If he is and they're competing, you know whether fear, it, right? He has a seventy-one WRC plus, but he's out of options, so you have to. They're not. Plus. They're not going to designate Seth Beer. I don't think. I don't think they would Why? designate him. I think he's got too. He's he's too good of a talent. I think. I think he, they would trade, um, Christian Walker, or or and that's where I think because I don't think this team is good enough to compete, and I think I the next, they just trade Beer because Beer's. Potentially part of the future, and Walker's not fair. But Walker's their four hitter, and if they're playing well, again, I don't yeah, I, I don't think they're going either. to either. I, I don't. If they're playing well, then maybe Beer just becomes a bench bat for them. You know, I, I've I've liked Beer. Uh, I like Beer. No, uh, I was never much of a Beer guy. I'm, I'm not a huge Beer fan, but um, I like Seth Beer. But a lot of smart people are not in on him that have seen him more. Like James Anderson, I believe, is pretty firmly out. And I don't know. He doesn't get he's, – he's a 40 future value. I know part of that is the fact that he has no defense. Yeah, because he's negative defense. But it's a 35 hit tool too. So it's just the power that he hasn't really tapped into. Even last year, he finally got into his power a bit at AAA, but it was 16 homers in 100 games. I don't know. I think Beer needs to be looking over his shoulder if Alec Thomas is performing well. He could be the odd man out there. We'll see how that goes. But that's going to wrap us up. Um, Big weekend coming up in Fab. Lots of interesting guys out there. Most of these guys are available in 15s, 12s, uh, and if not, then definitely 10s. Anybody big that you're cutting this week that you know that you're like, I'm I'm done. This this guy's leaving my team, and it's like kind of a – shocking name or you made your big moves last week though so maybe not i made yeah, i made a bunch of big moves um some injured guys uh mitch henniger um I cut, I cut i mean i'm oh, cutting him ahead of the pack on that one yeah and some other people were too i was holding out hope that he'd be back but reports are it looks like he may not be back until the end of july july the, the um, reason was i just went i just googled what a what, what a grade two uh, uh, hammy was or whatever it was. And I saw four to six and I did the standard, you know, add two to three and it was an easy cut. Yeah. And, so um, he's you know, going to be gone the other way. Maybe they would have said, Oh, it's only grade one. But once they said, once it was grade two, I was out instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's uh, anybody else necessarily on my teams. That I can think of off the top of my head that um, I'll be definitely cutting. Uh, Badu will finally leave my team. Oh yeah, he well, you probably should have left your team last week. Of course, he should have. I just uh, uh, well, the last week I had well, actually no, I should have cut Badu instead of Gavin Sheets, but okay. I got yeah, he, Brandon Jury from. I had Badu on a cut list. It's just I didn't get any of those players. He we uh, we we cut guy. in in the tag team league. We cut uh, Badu for uh, Juan Yepes. Um, like so that. we got a we got aggressive uh 
I'd say we, but it was really Shelly. Shelly was uh, the main uh, impetus behind. Uh, Shelly knows behind what's the, up. Shelly's one of the best players in the industry. I mean, I'm not. She's wonderful. Like she, she is carrying me in this tag team league. This is. Uh, she's, I, need, she's, I need her to consult with me and tell me to cut freaking Badu and put higher bids on guys so I don't like uh subconsciously we we got pretty aggressive and i think it's mostly because this tag team league's been it's been a lot of fun it's one of the most competitive leagues i've ever been a part of um last year coming into the finals a month of the season there were like eight teams involved um and uh i mean there are four or five of us that were involved into the last two weeks of the season um that's fun. It was. That's a lot it was. Of fun. It was. It was a crazy, um, crazy competitive league. Uh, but pe- teams have been really, really aggressive and fab, and we kind of missed a lot of our targets. Um, and so, you know, just like I got aggressive in my main events this week, uh, mm-hmm. we both got aggressive in, in the tag team, and um, uh, it paid off. One last thing. Mm-hmm. You putting any stock in uh, two May saves for Brooks Raley and Andrew Kittredge getting hit? Jason had sent a little text like, "Hey, Kitchers looks really, really bad." Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's had two, he's had given up runs in two outings. He's got two blown saves in a row. Um, is it a blip or is it major? Obviously, he follows the hell out of the race. So I'm going to trust that he's watching all of these outings. I do wonder though, is it is it reaction to, strong reaction to two bad outings by your team's closer and, and he's too close to it or is he ahead of the curve here and we have to go get Brooks Rayleigh? Like what are you, are you going to be looking at Rayleigh where you need saves? Probably not because I just don't trust Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. I like, I just, I mean, I may throw some like, you know, bids in there, but they're not going to be like super aggressive or anything. Um, just be, I, I just don't trust everyone to kind of be that way though. Right. It can be one of those things yeah. where it's like, everyone kind of acts like that, you know, his velo isn't down. It's actually up in those two games. I know that's not the end all be all, but that's the first thing we kind of look at as far as Kittredge goes. I don't know. I wonder, and again, I didn't see those outings. I trust Jason watching them, uh, more than me just box score scouting. I, I certainly wouldn't cut Kittredge yet, but I might go for Rayleigh where I need saves. That's what I would say. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I just, it's the Rays, man. They're going to have seven different guys get like nine or 10 saves this year. No, no, no. It's not, it's not that spread out. They usually <laughs> it have, feels that spread out. I know. I totally understand that. But they usually have like an A guy. Like mm-hmm. it, there's a B, C, and D. But like last year, it was Castillo got 14. He still led the team, even though he was traded. Kittredge had eight. Fairbanks had five, and then a bunch of other guys had between uh, one and three. And then back in 19, the next full season, I'm obviously not going to look at 20 because that's worthless. Pagan had 20. Castillo had eight. Alvarado had seven. And then a bunch of guys with two and one. So they usually have somebody that is that is rightly considered the A guy. In so how much 18, how much per save are you willing to go? Because that, that becomes the question. Are you Are you – willing to go $5 per save and potentially get 15, 15 saves. Well, if, if here's the thing, if Kittredge was IL or something, I do think Rayleigh would become the a guy, but until I see something that Kittredge isn't still the a guy, I can only go like 40, 50 bucks on Rayleigh at the most. Okay. I think that's like, fair. And that, that's a thousand dollar fab league, obviously. Yeah. I paid um, 44 for Kennedy knowing that he was going to be temporary for Melanza, although it might not be temporary. Maybe I shouldn't have cut him. I streamed him. I got my two saves and I was like, yes. And then I cut him. And now I'm like, maybe I should have just held on. But anyway, like that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm looking short term here to maybe just snake a few saves from Rayleigh and maybe it turns into something when they got Rayleigh. I was actually really excited because he should have been better with the Astros last year. His yeah. core skills were excellent, but his ERA was like four forty five some re- for some reason. Um, and he's got those same I'll, skills. This I'll put year. this on the rundown for Sunday. So, you know, for, for our little raise corner that we always yeah, go, go, do. go through so with him. See what he's actually seeing on the Kittredge part. Mm-hmm. Cause all he did was Texas. Uh, Kittredge looks, looks lost you know, um, go, go look for saves elsewhere type of deal. And, you know, knowing them, it could be Jeffrey Springs who was starting and then, then they're, then they're going to close him. So I feel you on that, but Rayleigh does have three. He is the next most to Kittredge's four. 
he is a lefty though. So I don't know, just something to consider there. If you need saves, what about, I guess one more, sorry, I'm keep expanding it. Felix Bautista. I know he got two saves because Jorge Lopez was on. Lopez is back today. I still think that's a share. Lopez has been great. This is not an anti-Lopez. This is a pro-Bautista take. I like Bautista a lot, and I think if they trade Lopez, which they could do at some point, um, then Bautista could become the guy. So, like, I think he's... um, Why is Lopez in his five walks per nine locked in? That's the part I'm not getting. 13% walk rate. I know he's he's throwing on all sinkers. The veteran, veteran Schmetterin, yeah. he's two years older than Bautista. I don't want to hear that shit. Is he really? Yeah, he's a 29 to 27. Wow. And he and this is the first time he's ever close, too. He's not yeah. a capital C closer. No, nah, y'all are tripping. I got some pushback when I uh, hyped up Bautista. Like, did you know Lopez is on bereavement? I was like, I know. I still think it's a share. I think he's already put himself know, into a share. He's you bad. could be right. I don't think it's a share. I think it's, I think they're going to go with, I think they're going to give it back to Lopez. Um, but I do think. Bautista has better skills um, and could easily take that job at some I, point. And maybe I it is. Like and maybe you're forty. Huh? I hope you're wrong because better. 60, 40 of the Baltimore Orioles closing job is pretty gross. I mean, yeah, they probably have like, so I, I was kind of running some numbers on that. Right. Because um, they're not going to be the, the team they were last year. They're at a 438 win percentage this year. That would be about 71 wins. Bump it down to 65. They save about half half their wins. So we'll go 33. They've already got seven off the board. So that's 26 left. That's 10 for Bautista. 10 saves. So I'll take that. He's supposed to even coming with strikeouts and, and, and good ratios. ratios and so yeah. I, I would take that. And I think there's a chance for more. I'm not hating Lopez. This is not an anti-Lopez. This is a pro-Bautista take. I'm going to go out and look for getting him because I don't think he's going to be super expensive either, especially if Bautista or if uh, Lopez comes back and gets a save this weekend. People are going to be off Bautista. That's when you slide in, when it's actually cheaper. So anyway, no more tack-ons there. Great talking with you. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday next week. Take it easy.